Heartfelt Medium Show, a podcast that empowers and inspires you to connect with your own spiritual truth. Hi, I'm Rochelle Gaiman, and I'm an author, psychic medium, speaker, and I conduct workshops on multiple topics, including the mechanics of mediumship. My goal and purpose is really to help you to step into your divine purpose by integrating the spiritual principles with the physical world. Welcome to the Heartfelt Medium Show, where I have a special guest today that we're going to be talking with about a, a really a subject that's been on my heart, and uh, it, which is healing the wounds that bind you. And I have with me today Bonnie Bird. Hi, Bonnie. Hi. So, Bonnie, nice yeah, it's great to have you again. Bonnie, if, uh, if people are not aware, she is an ascended, or I was going to call you an ascended master. Isn't that funny? <laughs> you work with ascended masters, but you're a certified practitioner in hyp- hypnotherapy, helping people with healing and Akashic records. And I know you've been very instrumental in my healing journey. So I'm very grateful to have you today, Bonnie. Well, thanks for having me. I feel grateful to be here. Yeah, so I'm just, you know, I have been, this has been on my mind, and one of, the, one of the comments that I made to you, Bonnie, recently was, you know, people talk about forgiveness, but I think that they're really missing a step, and I think before we can actually get to forgiveness, which I think actually happens naturally, we actually have to heal the wounds from our past because we can get stuck. And so I've been doing a lot of research, but I've also been doing my my own work. And I know you've been instrumental in helping me with a lot of this, but it's really healing the wounds from our past that holds us back. And what I, what I sense with this is that there are, we can get trapped into the past. And even though it's not happening to us anymore, it's a trauma that kind of plays on our subconscious and it also hesitates us it makes us hesitate in moving forward or we have different traumatic events that we play over and over again and then we're not able to fully embrace the essence of our spirit but also the future that that God has for us and what that looks like and so you know, it's really about embracing that. And so I just thought it would be really good for you to come in because you know that I've been working on it and I've been doing a lot of not only research on the benefits of it, but also how to do it, how to how to heal, and then what the outcome will be for people as they, they move forward. So that was kind of my thinking on, on this. And um, I don't know if you have any thoughts. I'm just going to well, pause there. I mean, people don't realize that that energy of whatever it is that happened to them, it's recorded into their energy and it holds them back from whatever it is they want to do in this lifetime. And it's also, it's also connected to other lifetimes. It's a say, it's a karmic thing that you're repeating over and over. And so when something happens to you that triggers it, it's always something within your heart. And you have to go inside and unravel it and try to figure out what it is that's triggering you. Why is it triggering you? And sometimes you do have to go in the past wise to release it right from the beginning. Or you can do it, you can work on it in this life, and it's going to go all the way back to your aspects in the other lifetimes. 
So whichever way you do it, you can heal that by by going within and figuring out what it is that's triggering you, asking the question, why does this trigger me? What story am I hanging on to? Why can't I let it go? Right, exactly. And, and you know, to that point, I, I really feel that it manifests in this lifetime only in a different way. And it's something that you have to work on and it keeps coming up until we try to work on it. And I know that um, through my lifetime, you know, it was very, um, there, w- there was a couple of situations that happened recently. One was, you know, when, when I got divorced, it was very traumatic for me. And I had almost post-traumatic stress disorder because of the, um, the abuse, the psychological abuse that I went through. And then instead of really dealing with my pain, I actually put all my joy uh, and everything into my son. And then, you know, I dealt with a little bit, but he was, he was my joy and he was my love. And so as a result of that, I really didn't look at it to the depth, or maybe I wasn't ready to look at it. That's the other thing too. I mean, we have to be ready and this stuff kind of, we, it's like nature, it kind of bubbles up. And once it starts to bubble up, we have to deal with it. And, um, yeah, I think a lot of people will, um, they'll, they'll come compartmentalize it like, um, okay, this is horrible, miserable. I don't want to deal with this. So I'm going to, I'm going to put it somewhere. I'm going to stuff it somewhere in my heart. I'm going to move over here to where the sun shines and I'm going to focus all my love and all my attention over there. But what they don't realize is that it don't go away. That's it's, right. it's in the background ready for someone to poke. Yeah. You know, just waiting for someone to poke it and bring it to the surface. And it, and it will never, it'll never be gone until you actually face it head on and release that energy and, and forgive everyone involved, including yourself. Yeah. And that's really true. And the other thing too, is that when I started looking at this, um, it's not only the wounds that I have, but I've also dealt with, for example, and I'm going to have a podcast on this, uh, with women who have lost children. And that can be a very tough subject because there's anger, there's rage, there's all these things that they go through. There's grief and the loss. And, um, you know, how do you move on and how do you, how do you, continue to, to go, to go. And I I think that there's different stages. I know that there's different stages of grief and they're like almost circular and you keep revisiting and revisiting them. But then also too, um, you know, there are different things with women who have lost children where, you know, the first year is, um, shock. And then the second year, is where your pain comes because the first year you're in shock and you're numb and you're almost frozen. And it's like, my God, you know, it took your breath away. And now you're realizing that this person is gone. They're not coming back. And how do you move on from that? Well, if, you, if you think about it this way, it's a consciousness. Yeah. You are living in a consciousness with this child in it. Yes. And then suddenly this child is not in it. Right. So now you have to recreate your world because 
there you don't know a world without that child ever since the child was born you make that child your world and so mm-hmm. it's the shock of the that energy not being there even even the house feels different you, everywhere you go it the the energy is different that energy is missing that was there and so you have to readjust because they're always there with you they're just in your heart now they're connected to your heart so you have to change your consciousness to the fact that you are connected but you are connected through the heart now and not out in the physical world and you go through all these anger and all these different levels of consciousness until you can get to the love and be okay with love yeah but it it takes all these layers and all these different layers of grief in order for you to make it to where you know that it's unconditional love and love never dies and that energy is always going to be there yeah and what i've seen you know i've i've seen full spectrum where people become mad at spirit and then there is no god and how can this happen and you know why why did god allow this to happen and and then you have the other where people know and believe in life after death and the continuity of life and then they start to seek the spiritual and even 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 if you are spiritual you still you're still lost that's right that's right they're off balance and that's what i was just gonna say bonnie it's you you can never you know just because you're seeking the spiritual Mm -hmm. doesn't make the pain go away i mean the pain is there until it's gone and it's you know, it's like, you know, if there was a fast track through grief, I think I would have found it and I would be sharing it with a lot of people. And that's just not the case. It's just something that takes its own time. And, um, like a tree growing, right. It takes, it, it grows in its own time. And there is definitely, you know, a process through this and it's not something that you can rush. It's going to take a good, I mean, I think by the third or fourth year is where you look to where can I, how can I live without this person? But that doesn't mean that the pain of losing that child ever goes away. Right. And you start thinking, what can I do to make this world a better place because this child was here? What can I offer the world? And then once you start giving, you start having that gratitude and that love. That, that expands and that helps you, but it, it still doesn't change the fact that it happened. And that, you're still going to have ups and downs. And you just have to hold your hand out to spirit when you get in those lower spots and ask them to help, and they will. They're always there for you anytime mm-hmm. you ask them. Yeah, and that's such a good point, Bonnie. And one of the things that you start talking about is really, you know, you can find purpose out of this. You can find you can find purpose, but before finding purpose to help you process everything, I do believe that there are things that you need to go through. You know, there was something that you posted on your Facebook page that was really quite interesting to me. 
and it just moved my heart. And I want to bring that up. It's that Eva Mo Moses Corps, where she was actually born in 1934, and she was in the Nazi prison camps, and she was a twin, and she was a little girl. And um, she talked about the Mandela twins, and she was an identical twin. And she was ripped from her parents, and her parents went to the gas chamber. And then you have where they did experiments on on this. And she talked about, you know, her experience and what had happened, including to her twin. But then she started, there was a gentleman that, that was a doctor that did the death certificates that she was able to meet. And she actually wrote a letter to him and she had a English professor that helped her with the verbiage. And her English professor helped her with that. So she wrote it in English. But then there was this other doctor, the Dr. Mandela, who actually did all the experiments. And her professor challenged her to find forgiveness for him. And what did that look like? And I think that the way that she did it was very healthy. She said that what she had to do was just forgive and and feel what it feels like. Just Just give it a chance. And what she did, she went home and she actually looked up words in the dictionary where and they were the nastiest words and so she pretended like dr mandela was in the room and she started screaming these words at him just horrible things and just let him have it and then she said in spite of all that i forgive you and she did it just to see what she felt like she was like Oh my God, that kind of felt good. And so after 50 years of being tormented, she felt, and he, his name was um, considered the angel of death over our Auschwitz. And so it was really interesting because after all that, it empowered her. And she said she had power over the angel of death, which was kind of cool. And then, then she also talked about forgiveness the one thing that she didn't want to minimize was being victimized she says all victims hurt all victims hurts everyone hurts and not to minimize that it feels hopeless it feels helpless you feel powerless what the tragedy you cannot change that's the tragic part you cannot change this in any way we can't change the tragedy but what she did say is that what we can change is our how we relate to it and and what she did was she said her forgiveness really ended up being an act in self-healing an act in self-liberation an act in self-power self-empowerment it takes a lot of courage for anybody to go through looking at the pain and it's not something that you can skip it's like you really have to go through it you have to feel those feelings you have to cry and really embrace it and as you embrace it and every cell in your body hurts for a few days because it's gonna or even you know longer than that if you lost a child but if you have the courage to go through that on the other end is healing yes and what it is is you are now releasing that energy you're giving that permission to the energy to leave your body because you are the jailer you're the one who put that energy in your body and pushed it way back and you know energy is especially that kind of energy can cause illness in the end if you don't release it so that's another good reason why you should do these healings and why you should release 
this energy because it will cause illness in the end if you don't physically. Yeah. When you give permission, you're also given permission to your body to release it and now heal. And your body knows what to do. As soon as you give permission to release, everything starts coming online and your body starts to heal what it is that you've been carrying around forever, how many years or lifetime. Uh, yes, lo lifetimes as, as long as you've been carrying. So it's just an amazing, amazing thing. And it, it's simple. Yeah. Well, it's and hard. It's hard to get it to that place. But once you do it, you think, what took me so long? Yeah. Because it's simple. It's a simple concept. It's just you, It's just the emotion that makes it so hard. Yeah, it's not. And it's I don't not. want to minimize the process because it can be extremely hard. But the outcome, and like one of the things that you ta taught me, is when you heal yourself and your, your body releases it, you're healing your DNA. And you're healing your DNA wherever it exists. And that means even though that my mother and father have passed, they're my DNA and I've healed them. And so that's how we honor our parents, I believe, is is doing that work. And so and you also you also help your children heal because your DNA is within your children. Yes, exactly. So that they don't have to do this over and over again. Yeah, exactly. And one of the things that Eva did was that she did write everything down. She wrote a letter of all the pain and everything. And then, and it, it wasn't easy. But then the other thing that she did, she did a, I thought this was really cool. Of course, she could do this because it was Auschwitz and she did a declaration of amnesty and she went to, she went there and she actually had the Dr. Munch sign it and he signed her declaration of amnesty. So she was then free. And so I thought that those things were really important that not only do you write a letter and you do some ritual to release it, whether you take a pot and, you know, take it out in the backyard and do it very safely, you know, and yeah. you do a ritual and you, and you actually burn it or you destroy it in some way and release it to the, to the universe so it can be healed. But then declaring your amnesty, declaring your freedom and, and just because you declare your freedom, it's you're, you're declaring your freedom over the pain and over the tragedy. It's not like you're letting that person go or you're letting that child go, you know, you're, you're releasing it. And, and I think this is really important before we even start to talk about forgiveness. And I think that people who have had tragedy in their life how do you get to forgiveness? Well, and I, I think it's wrong to start talking about forgiveness because it's like I'm giving something to someone and it's really you're, you're actually unbinding yourself. That's what really forgiveness is. I feel like that that gets kind of mixed in there. And I think that that's the wrong thing that we should be saying to people about forgiveness. I think it's really more looking at and releasing the pain that binds you. Well, the first thing that you have to tell someone when they're going through this, because it's dark all along, oh, you have to hold the light up to them. Right. You know, and because everything's dark. And then you have to tell them that it starts with love. It starts with loving yourself enough to help yourself through it. It starts with being able to look within your heart and, and look 
for what it is that's causing you to wallow and be so upset. And then once you figure out what it is, what's causing it, I mean, you know, of course, if it's the death of a child, you know that, but it could be that you've experienced that in other lifetimes and other places and other events. It could be an abandonment, something of being a feeling abandoned or there's many multiple reasons why you're feeling that way. So it's just going in, diving in, loving yourself enough to dive into that waters, which is your heart, and look for the answers. And that's all, you know, one baby step at a time until you can get from A to B. And you just take take small steps towards the light. And you just keep shining the light for that person and help them take their baby steps towards the light. And eventually they'll walk completely through into the light. But you just have to be patient and loving, caring, and just hold their hand and ask spirit to guide you. Because, I mean, everybody does it in their own time. You can't have a timetable and you can't expect them to do it in any time frame except for their own. That's right. And a lot of times when you have something like that happen to Bonnie, what I was thinking is that that tragedy could kick off multiple hurts. And we have to, you know, if we're feeling rage and we're feeling anger and we're feeling all these different things and that happens and we haven't dealt with stuff before, we, first of all, we have to be, we really have to be authentic and really get down deep in there and say, what's really bothering me. And you're honest with yourself, very honest with yourself and be authentic and be okay to cry. And then underneath that anger and rage there's pain and hurt and getting to that level where you start to deal with that and so this is not an easy journey but it's something that is very doable and the outcome the outcome that's one of the things that I want to focus on if you're courageous enough to do this first of all it's where you start to embrace your destiny you become free to then explore what's in your future and there's nothing in your history that is as big as what God has for your destiny and there could be multiple levels of healing occur if you start to embrace your destiny and especially if you're in service work if you're in service work that really allows you to move forward and even heal any more, even more. But you can also find a purpose that becomes much bigger than you. And then, and then spirits working through you to help others, maybe with the same issue, you know, you exactly. could, yeah. Cause you find, you'll find that you can help others in the same, that you've experienced this pain, you know, where they're coming from and you already know the way out. So you can shine the light so that they can find their way out. And so you can, in turn, help many people heal from what you've been through. So it's a lesson. Your own personal lesson can also become a miracle to others to help them into the light. Yeah, that's so true. And some people haven't gone through, like, some of this. Maybe it's just they've touched it on the surface. But if they're living without a spark, if they're living not from their total essence, there might be something there that they need to take a look at. And we have to get out of our analytical brain and really look at what's holding us back 
It could be just overcoming insecurities and fear and what that looks like for them and where, what's the root of that and trying to get in there. But I just want everybody to know that they're meant for greatness and they're meant for abundance and they're meant for stepping into their purpose. And I'm going to have another podcast about, you know, stepping into your purpose and what that looks like and how to get there because it's usually right in front of you. But then it could be as simple as having better health, like you said, better health, a bigger purpose, better relationships, and really all that you are created to be in the essence and bringing out who you really are and starting to manifest that loving and wonderful person. It's about falling in love with who you are yeah, and sharing that with others. Yeah, that's you right. You have to love yourself in order to... Um, create an atmosphere of love for others. That's right. And figuring you, out who you really are. Yeah. And we want to get beyond being stuck in that past because it's no longer happening. And how do we pick up the pieces and move from here? You know, that's, that's really the tough part. And, and, and also the perspective, because you're, you always, when you make those stories up, you interject things into it. That's right. Things that didn't really even happen because you're so sad, you just assume. The word assume is really big when it comes to stories and things that it's hard for you to give up with. Because if you really tear it apart and say, what is the truth of this story? Did I actually hear someone say this? Am I just thinking they thought that? It's assumption is what causes a lot of pain. And that's you hurting yourself. And you have to learn to really look at the truth of it in order to unravel it, in order to allow it to go to the light and be released. Yeah, that's such a good point, Bonnie. And I know people have filters through their life stories. And that's what we have to be careful about because we end up being defensive or we make up stuff in our head that's just not happening. And it's because of a couple things. Maybe it's an abandonment thing or, you know, somebody doesn't love me or something like that. Are they really saying that with their behavior or is it they're really doing the best that they can, but it's because we haven't dealt with the pain that we're making certain assumptions that just really are not there. And so that's the question. Yeah. And so that's where we can really have better relationships. And like you said, that word of assume is really, really big and making those assumptions is just not. Right. I always say everybody's doing the best that they can. You know, they really are. And and so to really come from that perspective, it's nothing against you. It's something that is taking their attention away or whatever. It's not like they're, you know, you've got to be careful of your filters your, and filtering things through your life stories and then expecting somebody to apologize for something that, is in they your head. Yeah, it's in <laughs> it's your. You made it up. Yeah, yeah it's it, in your it head. All the time. Yeah. And if you just clarify, if you just ask that person and say, "This made me feel this way, but I'm not sure what you meant by it. Can you tell me what you really meant?" And nine times out of ten, it's nothing you ever thought about, and it's not harsh like you think. Right. So you know, it's just being honest and having honest conversation. With yourself and with others. That's well, true. I feel a lot with healing. That is so true. And so, you know, all of this 
there's no life experience wasted. And the one thing that I used to think is that when these things happened to me and I was victimized, I felt like that it whittled away at my soul and that all of a sudden I became a shell of a person. But what I learned through my spirituality is that it doesn't whittle it away. It actually adds to you and that there's no life experience wasted. And so what is it that it's doing to bless you and to make you more than what you are? And one of the things when I think about mothers and losing children is that, my goodness, you know, that is some of the, that's one of the bravest things that somebody ever signed up for, for example. And, and in that process, the strength that they have to get through that is amazing. And to trust that, you know, their child is okay. It's just that we can't wrap our arms around them and, and all of that. And, you know, it it was a tragedy. It's just knowing that, uh, you know, how, if we can look at it differently, how is this adding to me? And what is it that I can give? There is a quote, I actually put it in my book that I found very helpful. It says, um, the meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose of your life is to give it away. And you just never know that this tragedy, how it might help you find your gift and then your purpose to give it away. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. It's just a blessing in its own. I mean, it's it's hard to see it in the beginning, but it turns out to be a blessing for yourself and others. Yeah. So I do not want to, through this process, I do not want to minimize anybody's pain. What I hope that we've done today is really given kind of a way out. You know, if you can write that letter and you can write that letter of declaration of amnesty and and release it and let it go and cry and and be kind to yourself and, you know, know that that it's a journey in self-love and there are light workers and people and, you know, Bonnie, I know that you've helped me heal so much and I'm just so grateful for that where I've gone through and, you know, what I've seen too, as I've done a lot of past life regressions with you is that I've seen different circumstances, but it was all the same thing that I had to work out over and over again. It it was, and it was right here in my face in my lifetime right now. And it was a different set of circumstances, but it was exactly what I was needing to work on in that lifetime. And here, here it is, it's a different set of circumstances, but it's absolutely pointing to the thing that I need to work on and release and let it go. And their healing exists. And the one thing that I've noticed working with spirit too is when you work with spirit, as you start to heal, a lot of times they take stuff away automatically. So there is a development, but then there's an unfoldment and say, okay, well, you don't have to go through all this because we're just going to remove part of this for you. And then you're free and you're released, you know, cause you're doing the work. Yeah. 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 You're showing them, you're showing up. Yeah. And you know, and the key to the whole thing is loving yourself Yeah. when you can do that. See, they can't, you have free will. So you have to show up and choose the love. And once you've done that, the sky's the limit. Your guides and angels can open the doors to the affinity of different purposes of things that you can do. It's, um, it's just amazing. But you just have to show up, show up with love. 
Right. And then the consciousness is expanded. Your awareness is expanded. You understand different things. Healing occurs. But love seems so simple, but that's at the highest vibration. And especially when there's tragedy and especially during COVID and especially with all this universal consciousness of fear and negativity, it can be a daunting task to connect with love. But if we're quiet and if we take a moment, we can feel the love with our entire being that's there. And then we have just lifted ourselves to the highest vibration. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's where your healing occurs. Absolutely. In the love, in yeah. the light. Well, we hope, Bonnie, I'm so grateful for your time today. I mean, we've been talking and this has just been a great time together. And this was a subject that I felt, you know, a little hesitant because certainly I don't want to minimize anybody's tragedy, whatever they've been through. And we can't get through this plane without being scathed, but it's all there working towards our good. So we really understand ourselves and know that love is there for us and that it actually adds to us versus taking it away. And I'm just so grateful for you and just such a blessing to me, you know, and you're, you're such a blessing to so many. So thank you for this. Uh, thank you for having me and all that love is returned to you. So oh, in a bigger way than I ever could imagine. Oh, thank you, Bonnie. I'm just so grateful. And I just really appreciate it. And if anybody has any questions, please feel free to email me at Rochelle at RochelleGaiman.com. Have a wonderful day and thanks for tuning in and we'll see you soon. Michelle Gaiman and this is the Heartfelt Medium. Stay tuned. Please feel free to check out my website at RochelleGaiman.com to order the Heartfelt Medium, developing your mediumship naturally. We'll see you soon.